Okay, welcome everyone to the final podcast, leaders podcast of term one, 2023. We have this week and then Easter on the weekend. Then we have two weeks off and then the first week of term two, we will continue our series on Matthew that we began a couple of years ago and we've just been going through chunk by chunk. So today I just thought if anyone is doing a Bible study, and therefore if anyone's even listening to me at the moment, this week can be a preparation for Easter. And I'd like to encourage you to use the Swedish method on the reading for Good Friday, which is Hebrews chapter 2, verses 5 to 18. So I'm just going to move through it and... I've written out the, uh, on your studies will be the outline of the Swedish method to remind you how to do it, and everyone else as well. And I just thought I'd read through the passage and uh, pick up any things that uh, you might like to, to note. First it says, It's not to angels that he has subjected the world to come, about which we are speaking, which is chapter 2, verse 5. Now, the use of angels here is prolific. So many times angels comes up. Chapter 1, verse 4, Jesus is superior to the angels. Verse 5, God never called an angel a son. 6, the angels worship Jesus. 7, angels are servants, but Jesus is ruler. 13, no angel sits at God's right hand, but Jesus does. Verse 14, angels are servants of the saved, hinting at they are subordinate even to humans. 2 verse 2, angels spoke a message. They were carrier of the Old Testament, the law, the Ten Commandments. The idea was that angels were the ones that uh, delivered those things. Uh, the, the carriers of the law to Israel. So to use the angels is showing Jesus to be the fulfillment of the law. He is better than them in every way. And so the word that he brings is better than theirs in every way, but it's better in the sense of fulfillment, not different. So it's important to see that the Old Testament is good and important. We're not to leave it behind. But when we look at the Old Testament, we're always to see it through Christ because to look at it by itself is to get the wrong message. And that's what the Hebrews were doing. They were looking back to the Old Testament, back to what they'd grown up with, but in a way that turned their backs on Jesus. And so the writer to the Hebrews presents angels. One of his points is angels are lower than Jesus and that they should look to Jesus and see that he is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. The next, ah, yes, uh, chapter 2, verse 6, but there is a place where someone has testified, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, the son of man that you care for him. You made them a little lower than the angels, you crowned them with glory and honour and put everything under their feet. Now this is Psalm 8 even though for some reason he doesn't remember where it's from. But anyway, we're in good company sometimes. Uh, We need to see here that this is humanity. Humanity was made a little lower than the angels in the sense of, I suppose, strength and all that sort of thing. But humanity is crowned with glory and honour 
and everything is put under their feet. So it's important to say that. Crowned with glory and honour. That's humans. And everything is put under their feet. Everything is under their control. Verse 8 continues. In putting everything under them, God left nothing that is not subject to them. This is humanity. Yet, at present, we do not see everything subject to them. That's it. We don't see everything subject subject to us, do we? We are in a world where we are fighting the environment. We are fighting all those sorts of things. And so you would not describe us as having this control over creation. But there is the sense that we do not see it yet. Because verse 9 says, What the human that we do see, who was made a little lower than the angels for a little while, is now crowned with glory and honour. That's what verse 7 said, that humans would be crowned with glory and honour. And the reason is because he suffered death so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. Hence that's why, how we're getting into our Good Friday theme of the death of Christ. So here so far we have this idea of Jesus being greater than the angels, humanity being made a little lower but crowned with glory and honour, but we don't see us crowned with glory and honour, but we do see Jesus the great man crowned with glory and honour. But this great man suffers death, but this death he suffers is by grace and that he is suffering, uh, he is tasting that death for everyone. So verse 10, In bringing many sons to, and daughters to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the pioneer of their, that's our, men, mankind, of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. So there is a sense that Jesus learned perfection. He learned from what he suffered. He was truly human, in other words. Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. And then he says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters, etc. In verses, there's some quotes there from Psalms. To save, he needed to suffer. But to suffer, he needed to suffer as one of us, which is what verse 14 to 18 goes on to say. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death, he might break the power of him who holds the power of death that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. So you can see here that the devil has the power of death and people are held in slavery by their fear of death because it's the devil who has the hold of it. And I think it's the sense, and this might be worth some discussion, that the devil has the role of accuser. And so when people die without being saved, they are subject to big, capital D death, judgment death. And I think that's what this was. So, so Satan's saying, hey, they deserve it. They deserve it. They deserve it. 
but because Jesus has taken that penalty, Jesus has taken on flesh, he has suffered as one of us for us, therefore the power of the devil is broken because he no longer holds the power of death or power of judgment or power of accusation. Verse 16, we're back to angels. For surely it's not to angels. It's not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. So hence Jewish people. This is primarily a Jewish to a Jewish audience. For this reason, he has to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement, and the actual word there is propitiation, which means to absorb wrath for the sins of the people, because he himself suffered when he was tempted. He's able to help those who are being tempted. Now, we're going to talk about that help that we need, that um, friend uh, that we need as well this weekend over Easter. But particularly, we're looking on Good Friday at this passage. So hopefully this will help you to move through it. Uh, enjoy it. The, the good thing about the Swedish method is lots of discussion, lots of things to think through. And so I hope that your study goes really well. And uh, have a great break over this Easter holidays. See ya.